0: This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Persuda and Bob Labriola. So, here we go into week two of the 2021 NFL regular season, and let's take a look at the standings. The Steelers are 1 0. I am 1 0. Mike Persuda is 0 1, and Agree to Disagree is always undefeated because (laughs) the show with the motto, I'm I'm right." right. He's, he's wrong. wrong. Okay. Even when I'm wrong
1: and he's right, I'm right and he's wrong. Just get that out there for the record. Okay, let's You really get... picked the Steelers to win in Buffalo?
0: I didn't pick them to lose. Um, I I, I, th- I thought they had a chance.
1: Okay. I did. I, I'll I really... give you that because I did not. Um, right.
0: and, and really.
1: Beyond that, you know, you always have a chance. Because well, it's, I, right, it's get... not wrestling and it's not scripting. Right,
0: I get it. But some of those, you know, people picking scores – you know and I don't know what score you pick so if 30 I thought 17 oh, okay because I was gonna say those 31 to 14 picks uh, I just didn't see it um I, I don't I don't think that this is that kind of team I don't think this is that kind of coach um and um it's too early for they weren't injured I, I just I, I thought they had a chance um okay let's 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 look back uh, a little bit more at that game uh statement number one
1: Ben I'll play Josh Allen. I'll agree, and I don't think either one of them played great, but as Roethlisberger pointed out, he was talking about the group in general, uh, the Steelers didn't make the catastrophic mistake, and Allen made a couple. uh, You know, Maybe one you can attribute to the bounce of the ball, but when uh, he got hammered by T.J. Watt and the ball was bouncing around on the ground, Pittsburgh fell on it. When Ben Roethlisberger had the ball knocked from his grasp, Kevin Dotson fell on it. The play that really stood out to me regarding Allen's game, Bob, was first quarter, about midpoint, he had M- Emmanuel Sanders ran past Trey Norwood and was streaking down the seam for a touchdown, and Josh Allen overthrew him. Can't miss those wide-open shots because you know you're not going to get very many of them. Ben Roethlisberger, conversely, uh, made a couple of throws. Uh, one... in in particular, stands out to me when the Steelers were driving in the fourth quarter trying to reestablish more than a touchdown lead and he hit Chase Claypool for a field position-changing uh, catch. Couldn't have walked down there and handed it to him any better. I can see that this short time uh, we've
0: spent together already this year's paying off for you, because uh, you are in fact right about that, and I agree with you in a statement. Um, and you, we can look at this a few different ways. Uh, let's start statistically, because that way I can just read off the sheet. Um, you know, Ben Roth... You're not considering this research, right? No, they, they're already here. Yeah. I mean, I'm just reading off the sheet. I didn't actually do anything. Okay, I, just, I just want to make... I just, we still have the rules. Shift print. Shift print is yeah. not research. You know, as, as they said in the Big
1: Lebowski, there are rules.
0: <laughs> um, you know, even though we did, the, we we had a year hiatus or sabbatical or whatever. Yeah. I know, I I spent a lot of time studying. We just didn't football. feel like doing
1: it. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to dress there's, it up. There's that too.
0: Yeah. Um, but statistically, um, you know, Roethlisberger uh, was a little bit better than Josh Allen in several different categories. And even in the one where, you know, the perception of the two quarterbacks, Ben is a dink and dunk guy. Josh Allen is a good down-the-field guy. Um, Ben's average yards per attempt was 5.875. Josh Allen's was 5.294. So uh, in, in a lot of the statistical ways, you can make the case that Ben outplayed him. Now, what you just said is also an area that I think supports the statement, uh, talking about making plays in significant moments, uh, either making not making mistakes or making plays, because those are sometimes the same kind of thing. They have the same kind of impact on a game. The fumble that you don't lose is as good as the throw that you do make in yep. a lot of cases, Absolutely, and sometimes yeah. it's even more. So, um, yeah.
1: Wise man once said, before you win a game, you got to not, not lose, lose it. it. Yes,
0: very wise man. Very wise man. So, as you can see, uh, we're both right. Ben did outplay Josh Allen, and um, that is now a fact since we
1: both said it. I, I agree. <laughs> Statement number two. If the Raiders win, it won't be because the Steelers overlooked them. Uh, I agree with that. Um,
0: you know, I, I, I think that... Um, you know, this is somewhat a uniquely Steelers fan perspective on their favorite team's games. Anytime they lose at home to a team that the uh, fans don't believe uh, is any good, whether they are in fact any good or not, it's because the Steelers were playing pinochle uh, instead of practicing all week. So I guess in Buffalo... Going on TikTok and the Right, league. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so I guess in Buffalo, uh, the Bills overlook the Steelers. Clearly. Clearly. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. Uh, I guess um, you know in those four AFC Championship games, the Steelers lost at home under Bill Cowher. Um, they overlooked all those teams. So um, easy to do in a championship game, right? Because there's, there's nothing at stake when you're that far. It's Maybe m- one time, <laughs> right? Maybe one time. Yeah. Um, but, Still haven't gotten over that '94. <laughs> no, never, never, yeah. never, never, never. Um, and the and the great Beano Cook. I'll tell you a little story Bino told me about that. Uh, We were talking on the phone I think a day or two after that, and Bino at that time used to come to Three Rivers Stadium and hang out. For brunch or whatever the the free food was,
1: he used to do that for hockey games okay, too. He'd, okay. he'd eat the medium <laughs> meal and then leave. <laughs> okay,
0: well, and he he did that. Well, he would stay at Steelers games for the you know the commiserating that went on afterwards. And Bino was always you know at the head of one table telling stories. And to me, that was worth the price oh. of admission. But anyway, it Bino time's Bino gone. said um, he went home and he fell asleep on the couch. He said, "I woke up." looked at my watch and it was 11:15 and Bino lived downtown and he said I just listened he said it was totally quiet he said they lost <laughs> because 94 you couldn't just get on your phone no. you know and check the score
1: you could dial a number every 15 minutes and there would be a tape that updated scores.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I
1: used to do that on my mom's rotary <laughs> dial phone that was attached to the wall and had a cord that was about a foot and a half long. Those were those were fun times growing up.
0: Um, but, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin kind of set the tone, I think, at his news conference on Tuesday uh, talking about – Uh, and and I I would refer to the the portion of his news conference I'm referring to as the we better get better portion. Uh, Mike Tomlin often uses that uh, his press conference, his opening statement, parts of it anyway, on those Tuesdays as a framework for what he tells the team, his first meeting nine o'clock on Wednesdays. So I'm sure they heard a lot of that. We better get better uh, stuff on Wednesday morning. Uh, And I think that that's going to be you know, the message throughout. So, um, you know, I I do think that the Raiders are capable of coming to Heinz Field and winning, but I do not believe that the Steelers are are taking them lightly.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll find out. So uh, I'm going to disagree from the standpoint of I'm not going to give them credit for not overlooking the Raiders before the fact, because I think this is a game that the Steelers should win, unlike last week. Uh, I look at this Raiders team and... Labs, I don't think the Raiders are uh, without any redeeming social value. I think they've got a great uh, pass rush led by Max Crosby. I think they have great skill position players. I think the quarterback is underrated and underappreciated. but
0: Sometimes by his own coach.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, offensive line, believe it or not, I think it's advantage Pittsburgh in this one because uh, the Steelers are at least going to start the same five guys as far as I know. The Raiders are not because uh, one of their guards, Denzel Goods, is already out for the season with an ACL. Uh, they've got a lot of guys who haven't played very much. They have guys who haven't played together uh, very much. Uh, rookie right tackle, Alex Leatherwood. Um, of all the Alabama guys that have come into the league, this one comes in with the, less, the least amount of fanfare to me. And he had a tough go in his first game uh, against Baltimore on Monday night. Gave up a sack, false started. At the goal line, who knows uh, what Richie Incognito's status is. They don't have their uh, longtime Rocket Center anymore. Uh, got a lot of guys filling in who have very few career starts other than Colton Miller, uh, the left tackle. And then defensively, yeah, Max Crosby is uh, hes unbelievably good as a pass rusher, the motor. There's no off switch. I don't know if uh, Yannick Ngakwe is going to play. He's got some hamstring issues. And once you get past that pass rush, there's a lot of, okay, where's the dynamic playmaker, where's the game wrecker, the linebacking level, and the secondary. And, again, they're trying to put this defense together on the run. Uh, you know, guys are trying to jump on a moving train. Uh, they, they, they haven't played together. They're, it's a new system, new coordinator. I think the Raiders are vulnerable right now, and I would throw in having to play on Monday night and then travel to the Eastern time zone So if the Steelers lose this game, I'm going to blame some of the people in this room, and they're not going to be Raiders. How's that?
0: Well, I was just going to say, I I don't believe that the Raiders are incapable of winning, um, but I just don't. You know, the whole looking past them thing to me as a constant uh, explanation slash slash excuse uh, to me just is um, beyond lame. Okay, statement number three. Cam Sutton was the player of the game. And by that, we're referring to that win over the Bills where the Bills took the Steelers lightly.
1: Yeah, I'm going to uh, agree with that. And I think it's a real tough call. And I think you could pick probably one of five guys, maybe more, and say he was the player of the game. Because I'm going to give you one (laughs) when it's my turn. I'm sure you'll have a compelling argument. But I picked Sutton because he was probably the guy, at least in my opinion, who was the least established and, and didn't have a track record for doing what he did. And, it, hey, it started early. Man, second down after that 75-yard kickoff return, he came flying up on Stephon Diggs. Pretty good receiver. Knocked him down, tackle for a loss on second down, helped the defense hold the Bills to three right away, which I thought was significant in terms of the game not getting away right away. And then he just kept making plays all day. Even on the touchdown pass, he gave up. Boy, he was right there. I mean, good coverage. Uh, he played outside, which he hasn't done a ton. He played inside in the sub package, uh, in the dime, which they played a lot. And he's done that before. But uh, I, I just, you know, I had expectations for T.J. Watt and some of those other guys. I wasn't sure what I was going to get out of Camp Sutton. And uh, as, as a great wide receiver once said, "Labs." You got to take your hat off and give it to him.
0: <laughs> um, okay, we got that on tape, and I would like to uh, put in a request for that. Every time I, I get a subsequent question on ask and answered, why did the Steelers cut Stephen Nelson? Okay, we'll just use what you said because Cam Sutton is a better player. Let can we start there?
1: Well, and his whole off season mm-hmm. stuff started with bringing him back. Yes, you know the whole right kind of retool the team thing that you go through every off season. He was job one, apparently.
0: And, and I was talking to one of the, uh, one of the scouts uh, about what are the Steelers going to do for at cornerback. You know, this was a little bit into the process, uh, in, into free agency. And he looked at me and said, we already signed the best free agent cornerback out there. And I thought, man, that's a real homer statement. But as the days went on, he was right. But anyway, uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, and disagree with the statement, I think that um, the first name is correct, Cam. The second name, the surname, however, should be Hayward. Um, And, again, the way Cam Hayward played, and and I do think that uh, when when someone is physically dominant as he was and you're that close to the uh, opposing quarterback when you line up every snap, that makes you a potentially very impactful player. And I think Cam Hayward was impactful. Um, that one, he he forced a punt. I believe maybe it was that first drive on third down. That was Hayward just, right, just bullying his way yeah. into the throwing lane and getting a big mitt uh, on that pass. So you know a
1: lot of that bullying or bullying his way thing. Yes,
0: and um, you know I'm I'm very much in favor of this reduced snap count for him as at least as it's starting. He seems to be okay with it. Yeah, because uh, you know it looks like the Steelers have some confidence in Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis, and hopefully those guys continue to to play well enough that. the, you, the coaches will continue to be confident, you know, in not overplaying Cam Hayward because if Cam Hayward can give, I think it was 56 snaps he played.
1: 66 percent, whatever it was. Yeah, which um, is down. He's, he's oh, right. normally a high 70s, low 80s.
0: Sometimes in the 90s. Percentage. Yes, guy. And, um, uh, because is, if he can play the way he played against the Bills. In every game, only for that number of snaps, sixty-six percent or whatever it was, I'll take it right now, yeah. right now. This guy is—I—I um, think—that uh, he can go down as one of the great Steelers defensive linemen in franchise history, <laughs> and that's—that's that's a pretty exclusive club right there. Yeah. And let me just—he's cl- lacking one
1: thing before that'll ever happen.
0: Well, I know that, I know that, because that's, that's the, just the way it is. That's here. just the way it is here. But I will—he—he he does have this. And this is research done years ago. Degree
1: from the Ohio State University? No. No, no. Because he's going to need more than that, too.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) But as as I mentioned, the Steelers' history of defensive linemen is a fairly exclusive club. There's only two interior defensive linemen in franchise history who have been named first-team All-Pro. Not Pro Bowl now. First-team All-Pro more than once. The one you know. Yeah. And the other one is Cam Hayward. Well, so you uh, when you're in a uh, one uh, in a two man club, and the other guy is Joe Green, um, I think you're, uh, you're 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 well on your way um, to being considered one of the great defensive linemen in franchise history, even without that uh, one piece of jewelry uh, that we're both referring
1: to. You know, uh, you make a bunch of compelling arguments there, and I you know I wanted to kind of credit Sutton here because I, no. I, uh, he was he was great. This, when I watched the game live, you know, you're writing down a lot of stuff, uh, what the down and distance and minutiae that you get sucked into in the media. When right. You're trying to, I, I watched the tape, and I came away from it the next day thinking, that might be the best game Cam Hayward ever played. And I'm not talking about percentage of pressures or uh, any other crap that these uh, statisticians come up with, just the eye test, like – You said bullying his – he was – those guys were on skates. When they blocked them, they didn't block them. Right. It was outstanding.
0: Okay, so that'll do do it for this uh, should-be award-winning edition of Agree to Disagree, the show with the motto, I'm I'm right, right, he's he's wrong. wrong. We'll be back with you next week, unless, of course, uh, we're in New York City accepting our Emmy. Um, We
1: can do both, can't we?
0: I don't know. We'll have to see if they can hook us up uh, a little remote location, maybe, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Manhattan, midtown. Um, Runyon's. Clark's. Well, Runyon's is the oldest uh, sports bar in America. I think that has has a little...
1: Clark's is one of the oldest bars in America. (laughs) (laughs) They got a portrait of Lincoln behind the bar. (laughs) It dates
0: back that far. Okay, well... Again, fifty fifth and third. Maybe you're maybe this is one of those times you're right. We'll have to see. Thanks for listening, everybody.